Fidelity. What's it cost to invest with the Fidelity app? Start with as little as $1 with no account fees or trade commissions on U.S. stocks and ETFs. Hmm, that's music to my ears. I can only talk. Investing involves risk, including risk of loss. Zero account fees apply to retail brokerage accounts only. Zero dollar commission applies to online U.S. equity trades and ETFs and retail Fidelity accounts. Sell order assessment fee not included. Some account types and securities excluded. Details at fidelity.com slash commissions. Fidelity Brokerage Services, LLC. Member NYSE SIPC. It's 8 o'clock on today. Coming up, triumphs and tears. Lindsay Jacob Ellis wins Team USA's first gold. The 36-year-old bringing home the hardware and snowboard cross. But in this slalom, Michaela Schifrin suffers another agonizing defeat, sliding out of the qualifying round just five seconds into the course. We'll recap the biggest moments from overnight. Then, on the mend, we'll speak live with Nina O'Brien after her terrifying crash in the women's giant slalom, how her recovery is going after surgery, and the positive news she's sharing with us. Plus, family matters. My dad? was picked to be the flag bearer of the United States. We're shining the spotlight on Olympic athlete parents, how they're balancing the responsibilities of raising kids while competing halfway around the world. And burning questions from the cooling towers behind the slopes to skiers with taped up faces. We'll get to the bottom of all those Olympic oddities today, Wednesday, February 9th, 2022. Fans of the Today Show from, from Lincoln, Nebraska. Nebraska. Sending love to our grandkids. Shout out to Dallas, Dallas Texas. Mother-daughter trip from Baltimore, Maryland. Visiting from Manassas, Virginia. Because today is our dad's 50th birthday. From Nashua, New Hampshire. We love Team USA. I mean, look at that. This is a crowd that is fired up, ready to go, all decked out, and this could be you. Yeah. Tomorrow morning, all you got to do is come on down. And by the way, it's getting warmer as the week goes on. Is it, though? Yes, it is. <laughs> I'm saying it is. By the way, it is day seven of the Winter Olympics, and it has given us a golden moment, and it's also given a crushing disappointment uh, for Team I USA. Mean, all of the, all of the emotions. Them. For many members of Team USA, the Olympics are posing a challenge that's hard on the heart, a once-in-a-lifetime event without some of their biggest and, in some cases, youngest supporters with them. NBC's Jolene. Kent has a closer look at a few of those amazing moms and dads of the Winter Games. Hey, Joe, morning. Hey, Hoda, good morning. With all of the well-known COVID restrictions at these Winter Games, almost all family members are watching the Olympics just like us from the other side of the world. And that includes Team USA's littlest and cutest fans, their parents going the distance to be both full-time moms and dads and full-time Olympians. American bobsledder Alana Myers-Taylor is a decorated Olympian going for gold at her fourth Winter Games. But the title she's most proud of is Nico's mom. As long as I've been away from him before this incident has been, was nine hours, I think, at most. She's one of many athletes juggling parenthood and the pursuit of gold, and one of the few able to bring her child to Beijing because she continues to nurse her nearly two-year-old son. 
put 10 days of isolation following a positive COVID test, forcing her to send bottles of pumped milk with sweet love notes to Nico. This Olympics has been definitely the most challenging Olympics I've been to. What's your advice out there for other moms who are running into challenges of their own? Taking it hour by hour and just doing what I can to be the best I can in that hour and just know that it's not always going to be perfect. Now out of isolation, Myers-Taylor is back at the gym and at the track, counting down to her long-awaited reunion with Nico. That my dad was picked to be the flag bearer of the United States. After curler John Schuster's sons cheered him on from Wisconsin as he carried the flag for Team USA, he stayed up all night in China to watch their swim meet, writing he wouldn't miss it for the world. But it's American biathlete Leif Nordgren who will be coming home to the most darling Olympic prize. Sacrifices are just a huge part of an athlete's life. And I think that if two people can do this, Leif and I are definitely those two people. Nordgren and his wife, Caitlin, an NBC meteorologist in Burlington, Vermont, together made the decision that he would compete, even though she was due with their first child this month. And on Sunday, baby Astrid was born, with dad watching from halfway around the world. Obviously, I wish I could be there and, and uh, get, to, get to hold Astrid, but it'll be, it'll be another week and a half or so, and, and then we can kind of start the rest of our lives together. Hours later, the new dad competing, with his tiny new fan cheering him on. I was just thinking about the, my family and the warm-up and brought some tears to my eyes. Way. Baby Astrid weighs seven pounds, three ounces. And Papa Leaf, he's not done competing just yet. He still has at least two more events to go. And Alana Myers Taylor's first competition is set to begin this Saturday night. Guys. Thank you, Joe. Thanks, Joe. As far as excuses for missing your birth go, I was competing I, at the Olympics is yeah. a really good one. And, and a great story, like for the rest of that baby's life. Yeah, that's awesome. Okay, let's get a boost. I gotcha, I gotcha. All right, for the first time in 24 years, Jamaica's four-man bobsled team qualified for the Olympic Games, and you know that. But the temperature change from the Caribbean to China, it takes some getting used to. The robot dance this team member is doing is not just for fun. He does it to keep moving. It's part of his warm-up routine. Oh, my gosh, amazing. <laughs> yeah, I'm cold. Oh, I can't wait, back. I can't wait to reach the sunshine, the palm trees, the coconut trees, the beach in Jamaica. Oh. Cold. We're all cold. I like his visualization there. All right, the team's hoping to top Jamaica's best ever finish, which was 14th place. That's the 1994 games in Lillehammer. Just try it, Hoda. Just see if you can do that with your I, shoulders. It's quite a here, Al. Do you think you could? Gravitationally impossible. No, no, impossible. It's not, it's not possible. Just, no. just try it. No. Oh, that's no. break dancing. Okay. That's well, miming. I'm trying to do my rope. Okay. Miming? <laughs> All right. Guys, coming up next, we're going to check in with American skier Nina O'Brien on the mend after that bad crash in the giant slalom. We're going to talk to her about her recovery, the powerful show of support she's getting from all around the world. There she is, and she's still smiling. Go, Nina. Right after this. There are over 75 million monthly Tubi viewers. That's more people than there are influencers on the Internet, which means Tubi is more popular than sponsored posts for digestive enzymes and high-coverage foundation. More popular than soft-launching your boyfriend. More popular than making boomers explode with rage when you tell them how much you make on a single post. Tubi. It's more popular than influencers. See you in there. When you're hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. 
with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging to connect with candidates faster. Plus, 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed. Listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at indeed.com slash today just go to indeed.com slash today right now and support this show by saying you heard about indeed on this podcast indeed.com slash today conditions apply need to hire you need indeed well we're back we've got some good news involving nina o'brien she's the u.s skier involved in that terrifying crash in the giant slalom earlier this week yeah, after having surgery to stabilize her broken leg she is now thank goodness out of the hospital uh-huh. and not only that nina is with us live and nina boy are we happy to see oh. your beautiful face how are you feeling I'm feeling so much better. Thank you for having me on. We didn't know the extent of the injuries. We saw the horrific crash and we all sent prayers up. But what did doctors say and what's your recovery looking like? Uh, Well, I broke my tibia and fibula um, and have a potential ankle injury as well. But I was able to stabilize the tibia. It was a compound fracture, so it was... (laughs) I think sticking out of my ski sock initially. Um, (laughs) I didn't look too closely at it in the moment. I was feeling a little bit sick um, seeing my leg like that. But I had surgery and stabilized it, and I'm feeling so much better now. Nina, I mean, it's obviously to go through that physically. Mm -hmm. I mean, that is a very painful injury. I don't have to tell you, but also just the pain of, Mm -hmm. you know, seeing this Olympic dream come to an end. How are you doing? I asked about your leg. Now I'm asking about your heart. Oh, thank you. I'm I'm definitely a little bit heartbroken. This isn't the way that I dreamed my Olympics to go, and I don't think it's how any athlete wants to end their Olympics. But um, I can't say how much the words of support I've gotten have meant to me. I've just been overwhelmed with how many people have reached out to me, and it has meant the world to me these last two days. And Nina, I think we've been overwhelmed by your positive attitude mm-hmm. and that note that you put out. I mean, anybody. You've got the right to, to, to say however you feel, but what was striking is you said the good news is today is a new day mm-hmm. and I get to cheer on my teammates. Wow. Where does that positivity come from? I think it's all I can do right now. I mean, truly watching my team compete right now, it's the best entertainment. And I mean, seeing Ryan Cochran Siegel win that silver the next day brought tears to my eyes because I know what he's been through and the resilience he's shown. Um, and that was really inspiring to me. So it's it's really a joy to watch them and it's uh, lifting my spirits right now. So Nina, what have you learned about yourself over the last several days? Because we watch you and are just so amazed at, at who you are. But what have you learned about yourself? I'm I'm not sure what I've learned about myself yet. Maybe maybe that I'm able to trust and lean on the people around me, um, whether that's the US OPC who's been with me every step of the way, um, my teammates or coaches, or just the medical um, 
doctors and nurses that I've been surrounded by here in Yangqing. Everyone has been so kind to me and um, yeah, I've really felt fortunate to lean on them. And Nina, um, Michaela Schifrin tweeted you when you when you had your your accident and just tweeted you support and love. And I wonder if if you had a chance to speak with her or talk to her since she's had her run. I did, um, and she even sent me a little video of some of my teammates and coaches today, just yelling, "Hi, Nina, um, we miss you." And so, you know, regardless of how her day went, she has been checking in on me and just sending love, and it makes a difference. That's very Michaela, isn't it? It for says her a lot about in. her, and yeah. it says a lot about yeah. you, how much you are just so loved yes. by your teammates, and uh, everybody's rooting for you, Nina. So keep getting better, and uh, we'll, we'll keep in touch and see how you're doing. Thank you, Nina. Thank you all so much. Okay. Thanks, Hi. Nina. All right, Mr. Roker, we got uh, 20 minutes past the hour. How about some weather? All right, let's show you what we've got going on for today. We're looking at milder temps here in the east with plenty of sunshine. Clipper brings some snow showers across the Great Lakes. Great day in the Central Plains down into Texas and record warmth continuing out west. And that's your latest weather, guys. All right, Al, thanks. All right, let's focus more on tonight's glamour event at the Winter Olympics. All eyes will be on 22-year-old figure skater Nathan Chen going for gold after his record-breaking performance in the short program. Yeah, the last American man to grab gold, Evan Lysacek, who used brilliant jumps, spins, and emotion on his way to the top 10, excuse me, at the top of the 2010 <laughs> Vancouver Games, and he is with us now. Hi, Evan. Morning. Good to see you. Hi. Good morning. Thanks for having me on. Well, we're just, you know, still reeling from Nathan Chen's flawless performance, world record performance in the short program. Tonight's the free skate. Mm -hmm. How do you think he is going into this? What is the, what are those two days in the interim mm -hmm. like for an athlete? You've been there. Yeah, such a good question, Savannah. Uh, I think the goal for a lot of these athletes is just to try to have as normal a day as they possibly can, which is easier said than done. Uh, there's a lot of energy after delivering an exceptional short program like Nathan did, but as best as he can, I, I would guess that he's just trying to keep his emotions in check, recover from that short, and keep as much energy as he possibly can going into the free skate and, and just build on the momentum that he has so far, which is tremendous. Evan, what's interesting about this free skate, which was pointed out, is he will skate last. So he will watch all of the other skaters compete. So what is he going to do with that gap of time he has, and how do you think that plays? Hoda, that's such a good question. Every skater is different. Some athletes actually like to watch and know exactly what they have to do when they get out on the ice. Others, myself, uh, tried to avoid watching, knowing the results, knowing what happened because it sort of clouds your judgment mm -hmm. and then it leaves you with the temptation of maybe wanting to make some last minute changes which doesn't often turn out very well. So, you know, for Nathan, I can't really speculate what his plan is but I would, I would take a guess that it's going to be putting the headset on and sort of keeping out of sight and then just, you know, keeping his eye on the prize and remembering his training, what his job is, and what he's going to do when he gets out there. Evan, it's Carson. I hope I ask a good question like my colleagues just did. <laughs> um, okay. From a technical standpoint it. tonight, when we're watching, back in 2010, you won without a quad. Some people had some things to say about that. What are we going to see on the ice tonight? What is it going to take? How has it changed? Yeah, well, you know, 
12 years ago was a different competition. I certainly had a strategy that I thought was a winning one, and it wasn't by any means certain, uh, but I did the best that I could and, and came out with, with a good result in the end. Tonight, I think we're going to see a couple things. I think, number one, Nathan is certainly prepared. Uh, he, like I said, has great momentum going in. It's been rare in the four years since the last Olympic Games that when he had a good short program, he didn't continue with an even better free skate. So not to jinx it, uh, but I have faith that it's going to be a good night for him. Uh, and then I hate to even say it. I mean, I, I hate saying this, but if Nathan were to make a mistake, there are some great skaters uh, that are very worthy components as well. Shoma Uno from Japan and Kageyama, also from Japan, are within striking distance. Uh, one of the most interesting things to me will be, what does Yuzuru Hanyu do? So he's a two-time Olympic champion uh, coming in here, and, and right now he's sitting kind of middle of the pack going into the free skate. So I think he's gunning for a medal for sure. Uh, I think he's a skater uh -huh. that sort of thrives on the spotlight. Well, and I, I think yeah. he's going to go for a headline here with okay. possibly doing a quad axle uh -huh. attempt. Yeah. No one's landed that quad yeah. axle. That'll be interesting to see tonight. That's a great point. Evan, thank you. We're out of time. We'll be back right after this. Okay. One of the biggest rivalries at the Olympics. That's no become kidding. one of the biggest rivalries yeah. Oh, yeah. in all the sports. Yeah. We'll have more on that. Also coming up, can't wait to share the inspirational story of the McKeever brothers, their journey to becoming decorated Paralympians, and the new school commercial that puts their story in the spotlight. Oh, plus, it's a favorite in the Olympics host nation and perfect for a cold morning here at home. We're going to find out what makes the hot pot the perfect winter food. Ooh, yes. You had Shabu Shabu. Yeah. That's right. And, and at pot. Uh, later on the third hour, actor Ewan McGregor is going to be joining us live to bring us an exclusive look at his new Super Bowl ad. Oh, I love him. And we want to mention we have great Olympic content for you over on our streaming channel today all day. Coming up this afternoon, you're going to find Craig's full interview with the legendary Sean White, followed by us. The full Today Show, you can watch it again starting at 2 p.m. Eastern. You know, our crowd's been out here since the crack of dawn, it. and it is time to celebrate with them, shall oh. we? Where is the Nocera family? Okay, oh. I knew it. I'm sorry. I was pretending I didn't. It is your 50th <laughs> birthday. What's your name? Jimmy. Jimmy. And what's your name? Christina. Oh, is this your daddy-o? Yes. Oh, wait. So you're not celebrating by yourself, Jimmy. Who else has a birthday with you? I am celebrating with my twin brother, Joey. Happy birthday. I will see you in Virginia. We'll have a beer together. Cheers. Manassas, Virginia rocks. Any other birthdays out here? No? Okay. Well, okay. there you go. All right. Happy well, birthday. Earlier, Jimmy. we had a 50th birthday. My, yeah. my girlfriend, are you here? Yeah. Oh, yes, she is. She's celebrating. What's your name? At Nikki from Nick Baltimore. 
Come Woo! on, Nikki's in the house. Came All to right. celebrate. I knew All we right. had another 50. All in right, there. Mr. Roker, you got to check the weather. All right, let's take a look. Hey, Super Bowl's coming up, and you know what? We want to take a look at why. We'll tell you in a second. The top five warmest Super Bowls. Warmest ever was January 14, 1973, L.A. 85, then San Diego, and then you get down into Miami. Well, guess what? The Super Bowl on Sunday on NBC and Peacock, the kickoff, 84 degrees at SoFi Stadium in Inglewood, California, right near the airport there. You see the planes taking off. And the airport high is 85 predicted that day. So we could be looking at a very hot Super Bowl. It is going to be hot because it's going to be on NBC. Cold weather for Beijing over the next seven days. Uh, we're going to be looking at a little light snow on Sunday there, 28 degrees. Otherwise, uh, we're looking at pretty decent weather, some morning snow on Tuesday as well. That's your latest weather. Got a Bengals fan right over there. Oh, oh yeah. In go. the house. All right, Al, thank you. Coming up next, a first-hand look at one of the Winter Olympics' most intense rivalries, the women of Team USA versus who? Canada. <laughs> Hoda is literally trolling this poor this family guy. on our wait, plaza. Wait, 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 he's from Canada, Adam, and come, she's trolling him. Yeah. Adam. Adam. Adam's representing. He's all by himself. We wish you well. Yes. No, you we don't. You but well. not, no, but you not don't. that well, no, because we right we ahead, we're going to talk we, we to the American you. star and gold medal winner, Brianna Decker. We hope Canada you enjoy silver, Adam. Yes, exactly. But Love first, this is today on NBC. And we are back with one of the greatest rivalries in all of sports, and it's on full display at the Winter Olympics. The U.S. women's hockey team and, of course, Team Canada. Yeah. Their intense clashes have been going strong for more than two decades, including this week's battle in the preliminary round. And while Canada took this one, the Americans are the defending gold medal winners. Yeah. Don't worry, Brianna. We believe Brianna Decker, she was on that team. Now at her third Olympic game, she joins us this morning. Brianna, we want to talk about the rivalry with Canada in just a second. But first, we want to see how you're doing. We know you had that injury when y'all were playing Finland and took you out of the games. How are you? Yeah, I'm holding in there. Um, you know, I think... Obviously, having my teammates around and being able to stick around the village and support them um, as they continue in the tournament, it's helped me get through the last uh, week or so. You know, you had the choice. You could have mm -hmm. gone home. You decided to stay there mm -hmm. and, and root for your team. What does that mean to you, and what does it mean to them? I mean, this journey is so long with this team, um, especially the last four months. And so they've supported me so much, and I'm just having to support them now, and it's from the sidelines. but. There's no other place I'd rather be than at the Olympic Games and supporting my teammates. And um, I hopefully can help them win gold in some other way now. Let's well, talk about the rivalry with Canada. Come on. I mean, we have, okay, so we had a little stumble against them last time. How are you feeling about our chances going forward? Uh, I think we're in, we're in good hands right now. I think it was a good stepping stone going into the quarterfinals. Um, obviously, we wanted to come out on top uh, this last game, but. I think, you know, just got to tweak a couple little different things and hopefully that we can fix figure those out leading going forward. But um, I'm confident with the team right now. Well, if history matters, we're in a good spot because this happened yeah. in Pyeongchang as well. Yeah. 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 Um, what, what's what's the team's yeah. attitude? Yeah, that's, that was a plan. Yeah, <laughs> we'll repeat, Rihanna. Yeah. What's what, what's the team's plan? Like, where are they at? Uh, how, do they, how are they feeling about everything? Yeah, we're in a good spot. I think, you know, we're going to focus on ourselves and take one game at a time. Obviously, we're headed to the quarterfinals, and so you can't look too far ahead, and that's the biggest thing, I think, as leaders on the team. We remind the young girls 
about that every single day is taking one game at a time. And so just playing our game, focusing on ourselves, and we'll be in good hands, I think. So, Brianna, America versus Canada, I mean, this has become a storied rivalry. Yes. What is it about you two teams that makes this such, a, such an epic matchup? You know, I think both teams have a lot of skill. Uh, we're both very quick, uh, very strong, and I think we're honestly just so passionate about playing for our countries, and that's the beauty of the rivalry, I think. Um, so every time we're out there, we're playing for more than just our team, more than, you know, just our families. We're playing for our country, and that's what's special about it. Brianna, what's the vibe? Yeah. Like, because this is like a decades-long rivalry. Mm -hmm. Are you guys actually friendly off the ice, or are you guys like giving each other the stink eye and like, putting <laughs> shaving cream in their locker room and stuff like that? <laughs> well, right now, uh, because we're at the biggest and most important tournament of, you know, every four years, I think right now we don't really say hi to them too often. But, um, you know, obviously Good. women's hockey, we're trying to grow the game. And, you know, we try to do that together um, from an off-ice standpoint when we can. But right now we're, we're all business, I would say. Well, we, we remember the gold medal round yeah. uh, at Pyeongchang. We were screaming then and we're going to be screaming now. Uh, we wish you all the best, Brianna. Thanks, Brianna. Psych them out. Come, Come on. on. Do it. Awesome. Thank you, guys. All right. Go yes. get them, honey. Love that. Uh, All right, coming up. The quarterfinals. Yeah, yeah. quarterfinals yeah. are tomorrow. We will be watching that. Okay. Uh, Super Bowl commercials. Some are funny, some are touching. We've got one that debuted early during the Olympics that highlights a very special bond of two brothers and Paralympians. It is an incredible story. We're going to have it for you. But first, this is today on NBC. All right, we're back with the favorite time of the morning. What time is it? The Olympic pop star. Oh, go, go, go. Come on, Come work on, it out. It work it out. Off, we're taking a look at Beijing's big air venue. Earlier this week, we showed you the eye-catching great wall of snow over the slope-style course, but have you spotted the unique backdrop at the big air jump? Yeah. The program is taking place in front of a retired steel mill and some old smokestacks. Of course, viewers on social media are taking notice of the venue's dystopian look. Many on Twitter questioning why it looks like Olympians are competing next to what looks like <laughs> nuclear power plants. One person joking, the vibe China was going for at Women's Big Air Freestyle and sharing a screen grab of the nuclear power plant from The Simpsons. Oh my gosh. It's an interesting backdrop for the Winter Olympics. I, I thought it was a nuclear power plant. Yeah, oh. well, it looks like one. You're not alone. All right, Janice Patera is up next. A snowboarder representing Malta is getting the gold medal in post-game snacks. Oh. Why? Well, ahead of her run in the halfpipe uh, uh, qualifiers, Janice posted this photo from the dining hall, writing she was too nervous to eat before she hit the course. So after she landed some crazy moves in the competition, including a couple 720s and 540s, the snowboarder couldn't wait to grab a well-deserved bite. So Janice pulling a bow bun out of her pocket. <laughs> she keeps half-eaten bow buns in her pocket. It's a little celebratory bite there as she scores a nice score. By the way, Janice, who happens to be the only athlete representing Malta in Beijing, didn't advance to the finals, but she sure did finish in style. Nice. We love her for the bow bun in the pocket. I don't have one. Up next in today's Olympics fashion report, we're talking about the adhesive accessory on athletes' faces. Several skiers out on the slopes have been spotted rocking colorful tape on their cheeks and noses. Uh, it's it's uh, it's K-tape. You know it. You wear it. A lot of athletes are wearing it. Kinesiology. Muscle pain. Yeah, the kinesiology stuff. 
Uh, it offers support for them. But in Beijing, Olympians are wearing the K-tape to keep warm. Oh. And although the tape makers say that's not the intended function of the tape, athletes continue to mask up with small strips uh, in an attempt to fight off the harsh wind and severe temperatures. Okay. You're hard to take off by one. Yeah. I don't know. On we the should face, get K-tape out here. Yeah. Could use some. And finally, what we were teasing, this is so crazy. It's so special. What an incredible Super Bowl commercial that debuted last night uh, during our primetime coverage of the Olympics. Viewers caught it. It's a preview of Toyota's brand new Super Bowl ad. It's called Brothers, and it tells the emotional story of cross-country skiers Brian and Robin McKeever. Oh. We've got the McKeever brothers with us now. Brian and Robin, good morning. It's good to see you. Brian, I'll start with you. This story so deeply personal to you about this de degenerative eye condition that you were diagnosed with and became, obviously, a Paralympic cross-country skier. Uh, when you got the call from Toyota, what was that like? Oh, it was super exciting. I mean, you know, it, they've, they've just been such a wonderful supporter of the Paralympic Games, the Olympic Games. And uh, so to be off of the spot on their team, I mean, it's, it's a chance of a lifetime. What did you think about sharing your story? Were you anxious about it, nervous about it, excited? I, you know, I th don't think we knew what to expect, but, uh, you know, Looking back and seeing our friend and teammate from 2002, Lauren Wollstonecroft, she had a, a commercial spot as well uh, four years ago, and it was so touching. So when we thought about that, I mean, it was just exciting. And I called Robin and said, hey, we have this opportunity. And he jumped on and said, we got to do it. Yeah, and you did it, Robin. You did a great job at it. What was it like for you to see it, you know, the story of you and your brother just portrayed like it was mm -hmm. on the small screen? Uh, obviously really humbling and just honored to be uh, asked by my brother to uh, join him in this because it's been a great journey. I can't imagine what the reaction was. It just debuted last night. So Robin like, or Brian, both of you, what has the reaction been? Have your phones been blowing up? What are friends and family saying about the ad? Well, I think for me, I, I've seen a few interesting random posts, uh, just uh, people reaching out saying, you know, I have star guards as well and, yeah. uh, and just you know they're 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 touched by it and they're they're excited to see some representation uh, within the the para community and the blind community and and uh, I think that's really important to have. Well, it's a great story, guys. We appreciate your time this morning. Thank you for sharing it. Congratulations on the ad, Team Toyota. You guys are looking good mm -hmm. and uh, enjoy the rest of the games. We appreciate it. Thank you very much. Another go quick Canada. reminder. Yeah, go Canada. <laughs> uh, the Paralympics kick off next month, and you can catch the Brothers' full commercial spot this Sunday during the big game right here on NBC Rams Bengals. Thanks, fellas. Really very cool. Incredible. All right, coming up next, guys, meets veggies, a flavorful broth. It's called a hot pot. Everything you love with a twist. And Janice Mackey Freyer is about to introduce us to one of China's signature specialties. But first, this is today on NBC. There are over 75 million monthly Tubi viewers. That's more people than there are golden retrievers. Which means Tubi is more popular than using meat-flavored toothpaste. More popular than never figuring out what W-A-L-K spells. More popular than kicking your leg when a human rubs your belly just right. Tubi, it's more popular than golden retrievers. See you in there. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, <laughs> that's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. <laughs> We're back with.
Today Food, and this morning we're all about a Chinese soup that is perfect for sharing, especially mm. on a cold winter's mm -hmm. day. Yeah, we could use it now. NBC's Janice Mackie Freyer has that story for us. The story's on hot pots. Hey, Janice. Hey, good morning, guys. Who doesn't love a steaming good meal on a winter day? The beauty of hot pot is that it's a way of eating for all seasons. It's a lunch, it's a dinner, it's a social event, and here it is the go-to favorite. For anyone visiting China, to get a real taste of the country, you have to try hot pot, a bubbling cauldron of fragrant broth. You add meat, fish, and vegetables, and then share it with friends or family. Hot pot is simple, it's social, and as a dining trend, it's always hot. I think it's delicious. Everybody loves hot pot, yeah. <laughs> Each region of China has its own take on hot pot broth, and naturally, everyone thinks where they come from has the best. Hot pot that's light, or sour, or mouth-numbingly spicy. So this is more numbing than this, this is more frequent than this. You can smell them. Aha. Uh -huh. mm. These are Sichuan peppercorns. I love both of them. I love them too. <laughs> it's in Sichuan food, you cannot miss them. Hot Pot's origin dates back a thousand years, when Mongol horsemen apparently used their helmets to boil water and cook meat. Flash forward to the 21st century. Global chains like Heidi Lao feature robotic arms plucking ingredients that robots deliver to tables. Hi. And at one Hot Pot place in Xi'an, something spicier. The waiters are a hot, hot pot hit. Mostly, hot pot is enjoyed with family or friends, warming in the winter, but a meal for all seasons. It starts with a good broth. We need to um, cut some ginger and garlic. Clove, star anise, yeah. fennel seed, yes. Cinnamon. Yes. So we can start frying our base of this uh, hot pot. Okay. So try one, yeah? <laughs> With broth boiling, dipping sauce mixed, it's time for the actual hot potting. Meat or seafood first to flavor the soup. You always need to have some uh, bulbs, like fish balls or maybe uh, meatballs. Then a veggie free-for-all. Strain it like this. Yeah, and it can put it on a plate. It's easier. You can really taste all of the spices working together in the broth. It's a little bit fiery, and then a little bit numb. The broth can be a visual feast, too. What went into this vat of soup went viral on social media here. Most stores carry a mind-boggling array of fixings and raw ingredients to cook. And if you're stuck at work or feeling lazy, you can order in. The hot plate is included. But with roughly 600,000 hot pot restaurants around China, a steaming meal is never too far away. Okay, guys, so some hot pot etiquette. Pro tip, if you're sharing a hot pot, best to have two sets of chopsticks, one for the cooking and one for the eating. Oh, uh, oh, also yes. good Sorry, to Janice. let special guests or older people start the meal. <laughs> Better before. to let older people start the meal, but then after that, there's no rules. There's oh. no rules. Wait, the older Janice, people you start use the meal? The, the ones for cooking and the ones for eating. Oh, okay. It's so yummy, you let Janice. older people or special guests start the meal. Okay. We love it, Janice. We're, we're and then after that, it's just it. about 
enjoying so each other's company. Mm. We're loving it, and we're, <laughs> we're sharing chopsticks. Sorry. The yeah. key is this how broth. How about you? How It's so yummy. Thank you, Janice. The sauce Thank you, is... How good is the sauce? The, the sauce, sauce is incredible. You could do anything in this sauce. It'd be legit. I was thinking right? of eggs, scrambled eggs, Shrimp. burger, meat, anything. Oh, this is great. Mm. And and this isn't just boiling water. I mean, this no. has got a lot of flavor, this broth. You Katie prepped this. I don't know what's in it, but it's delicious. And as you bring the broth, after you dip, and bring it into the sauce, then the sauce gets a little soupy. What meat is this? That's ba that bacon's not done, is it? It's, no. yummy. it's beef. It's beef. Oh, it's beef. Do you think this is done? Beef. Yeah. It's good. Yeah, that's yeah. good, just like yeah, that. Because it's thin. It's What's thin this string? Oh, okay. Hey, coming up on the third hour, what? we've got Olympic legend Scott Hamilton, and we're going to tell you about Nathan Chen's oh, other passion. Mm. Oh, go ahead. Say it. Mm. On other and Jenna. Moms you and dad are Thank telling you. us what it's like to be the parent of an Olympia. But first, this is today on NBC. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, <laughs> that's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil.